This is Tanya Ladipo, your host of Managing Well. On today's solo episode, we're going to talk about good people managers and horrible people managers and the lessons that we can learn and apply from both of them. So let me tell you, I'm going to actually start with a story about the worst boss I ever had. Um, and it was early on in my career. And to say she left a lasting impression is an understatement. Um, after I left the job, I remember driving by the place and I would get heart palpitations and I would sweat. It was it was such a place of heartache, honestly. Um, and she was really overbearing. She was really critical. Um, I got a lot of a lot of criticism from her, not a lot of praise. Um, and she was somebody that it was impossible to say no to. So constantly overworking. Um, and it was a really it was a really challenging environment to be in um, that that she cultivated. And two things that really stand out in my mind is there was she wanted to talk to me about something and I wanted to have the conversation, but later it wasn't, we didn't have a meeting plan. Like she literally caught me in the hallway and I didn't have the information she needed, but she kept asking and I kept saying, can we do this another time? And she was not willing to accept that. And so I said, okay, fine. I'll meet you in your office. Let me just go to the restroom first. And so instead of saying yes, she literally followed me into the restroom and spoke to me the entire time I was in the restroom, the entire time until I left. And then we went back to her office. And so she was my manager. There was, I, I, I don't even know, what, even if, as I'm recounting the story, I cannot imagine following somebody into the bathroom, talking to them about work when they have told you no, even if they don't tell you no, like that's just, you don't do that. <laughs> um, but you can imagine if that she thought that was acceptable. Um, it was not a place that was easy to say no. It wasn't listened. It wasn't listened to. And another, another point that happened, point is not even the right word because it was really terrible. Um, like I said, I was young, I was in my twenties and my cousin died unexpectedly. And I was, uh, working in this, I was not in Chicago, I'm from Chicago. My family was in Chicago and I was not working in Chicago. Um, and so I got the call and my cousin had died unexpectedly. I was at work. And so I was crying and I was upset and I went, it went into her office and told her that my cousin died unexpectedly. Um, and she knew I was from Chicago. She knew I was not from where we were. And the very first thing she said was, you don't get family leave for that. Cousins don't fall under our family leave policy. That was, that was the very first thing she said. And it, it, it took my breath away. It was like a gut punch. Like I'm in your office crying because my cousin died unexpectedly. And you're thinking about policies, not, I'm so sorry that, that happened. Like, do you want to take the day? None of that. Just you don't get family leave time. Having a manager where you are constantly criticized, where you can't tell them no, which means then you're overworked, where you are not treated respectfully, like basic respect, um, and where you're not seen to be like a full, a full human, a full person, um, and not cared for in that way. And so I think, you know, many years later, what I, what I 
have words for and understand is she did the opposite of cultivating a sense of belonging, a place of where I could feel seen and heard and cared for. And um, she did the opposite of that. And then the level of criticism, like it really ate at my self-esteem. You know, people talk about um, having imposter syndrome and it wasn't imposter syndrome. It was like literally being told almost, almost daily, it felt like, um, that anything I did wasn't good enough. So it, of course it didn't feel good and it did impact my work. Um, and so some of the lessons from that for me in terms of how to be a good people manager from having that horrific experience is when you are in a position of power that you have to be cognizant that you have that power, which means if you really want people to tell you no, if you really want people, you might not want them to tell you no, but if you really want people to tell you the truth, which is what is going to make the project or whatever needs to be done better, you have to give them permission to by your actions, not just your words, right? So that means they have to be able to tell you no. They have to be able to disagree with you. They have to be able to push back on you um, in the best interest of, of the project. And so really being able to uh, be told no, uh, I don't think that's the best thing. I think is a great is a great asset for a people manager. Um, being able to give feedback and not criticism is something I learned the difference. Um, cause she would always say like, I'm just trying to make you better at your job, but it felt very personal. <laughs> um, and the praise was very few and far between. I have to say some of the nicest things I heard from her about me was after I quit the job. Then I heard how great I was, how valued I was. Um, but not during my tenure there. Um, and so interestingly enough, that horrible, that horrible job <laughs> spurred me to the best people manager I ever had. So I switched, I switched um, place, I switched agencies where I was working, went to a completely different place, had a brand new boss, um, and he was one of the best bosses I ever had. Um, and the reason he was so good is because I felt like I could breathe. I felt like I could have conversations with him. I could disagree with him. Um, I could have freedom to do my work. He trusted me to do my work. He trusted my capabilities and what I was good at. He provided support so I could keep being good at what I was good at. And he provided support and feedback for things I wasn't good at. Um, and one of the things I remember, whenever he would give feedback of telling me what I needed to do differently to improve, it didn't feel like a criticism on me as a person, but a critique of the work I was doing in ways I could do it better. Um, and so that sounds like a small difference, but it is huge. I felt, I felt valued by him. I felt seen by him. I felt cared for by him. And I did a great job with him. Um, and one thing about working with him that I'll never forget this because it kind of encapsulates everything that I, um, learned from him and experienced with him. One day comes in my office, asks me what I'm doing. Tell him I have some time. I was doing notes, didn't have clients for a couple of hours. Um, and he said, Ben Affleck is shooting a movie down the street. Let's go watch. So in the middle of the workday, we went, 
we watched for maybe 45 minutes, watched them, you know, shoot their scene and then went back to work. And what I learned from that moment was, was so much that one, one work can be fun. <laughs> That you can have people who laugh at work and you have fun at work, even when the job itself is hard, that you can have these moments of unexpected fun. Um, but also that he trusted, like he trusted that I had, that I was going to do my work. He trusted that if I had a client, I wouldn't have gone to see Ben Affleck. Um, like that he trusted that I knew what my scope of work was, that I was doing my scope of work. Um and he let me shine. And so I just think, you know, the lessons that we can learn from our horrible experiences, as well as our great experiences are things that we can incorporate into our work today as people managers. Um, you know, one more thing from the horrible one, maybe a couple more things from the horrible, horrible boss. Um, I didn't have this level of awareness then that I do now. But, I, you know what, I'm not going to say that. That's not true, actually. I had, I had this level of awareness. But I didn't, I have more compassion for her now. I had the awareness before. Now I have more compassion. Um, in understanding the pressures that she was under, um, she was new to the organization. Um, she had to report to a board that I think was very challenging. Um, and so she had to deliver. And so I think in her role, she got a lot of pressure and dumped it on us. And I think a lot of people managers can appreciate being in that middle space of being told you have to do all of this, you have to deliver all of this. Um, and it might not be, it might not be possible. It might not be realistic. Um, or, or maybe it is, but the methods need to be different. But anyway, that just came downstream in a way that was really harmful. And so that the piece I want to kind of pull out of that is, yes, understanding the pressures that she was under, her anxiety, her desire to perform and do well. And as a people manager, things that she could have done differently to contain her own anxiety right? So that she can give the board what they needed, but then also filter it differently to us, the people who reported to her. So for her to be able to pause and take a step back and connect with a colleague, a peer of hers, to talk about, oh my gosh, I want to do all of this. How am I going to approach this with my team? And to really plan and prepare for having a conversation instead of just the next day, like, this is what we're doing. Um, and everything you've been doing has been wrong. But really planning to how do you, un, un, not unload, but how do you give new information and new direction in a way that allows for input, allows for feedback, allows for people to say, I don't think that's going to work, um, allows for you to praise what has gone really well, allow for you to give feedback on what hasn't gone really well and what needs to be different in a way that is really tackling the problem in the work and not the person. Uh, so I think there's a lot of lessons that we can learn from our great bosses and the ones that, that were not so great. Um, so those are my stories. I would love for you to take a few minute moments and just jot down one lesson you learned from your worst boss ever. 
and one lesson you learned from the best boss ever. And then how, think about how you can take that with you on your people management journey. Thanks for being with us. Looking forward to uh, seeing you next time. Oh, don't forget, we would love to hear from you. So email us with your questions that you're too scared to ask HR, right? That's what we want to be able to address and answer for you. So any question that you have as a people manager and you're too scared to ask HR, that's what we would love for you to email us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Managing Well. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to learn more about today's topic, go to thelodepotgroup.com slash podcast for a worksheet on today's episode. A special thanks to my podcast team who supports this show. Managing Well is produced and edited by Black Faves Brand Studio. Our episode worksheet contributions include the Lodipo Group's diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging consulting team. I'm your host, Tanya Lodipo. If you have any questions or topic suggestions that you want to be discussed, email me at managingwellpodcast at theladipogroup.com.